Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite to Queen's Practical Wisdoms at Work podcast. I'm your host, Lynn, and today I'm joined by Amanda. Hello. And our special guest, Angela Shen. Hello. Angela is the founder and CEO of the Tasty Turing Company, Savor Seattle Food Tours. Yum. And um, I have to say, I met, I was met Angela at a recent uh, Power of She event, and we bonded over our shared love of turquoise. (laughs) (laughs) But a little bit about Angela. After working in Chicago, Angela moved to Seattle and combined her passion for all things food with an entrepreneurial idea. So tourists and locals alike have been delighting in her rare and top-rated food tours ever since. So welcome, Angela. Thank you for having me on your show. <laughs> you bet. So um, let's see. Let's let's just sort of dive in because one of the things that I was really interested when we met um, was that you were talking about how you grew up working in your family restaurants, and then you 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 moved to the big corporate world and you were working for Quaker Oats, and you did all that before becoming an entrepreneur. And so I think that's uh, sometimes it's a common path, sometimes it's not that people have, go on this journey. But what inspired you to start your own business? And how did those previous experiences, both with your growing up with your family restaurants and then in the corporate world, how did that shape your idea for what you wanted to do with your company? So I am a first generation born uh, Chinese American, and my folks uh, immigrated here from China. So for me, starting a business or being an entrepreneur is really what I equate to the quintessential American dream. You come to the United States and you make your own path and anything is possible. So for my parents coming here from China, they decided to start a Chinese restaurant, and I grew up working alongside them in the kitchens, and then when I was old enough to you know, work in the front, I did that as well. And so I really understood the value of hard work and making your own path. So I did believe from a very young age, and I saw it real time, that anything is possible if you put your mind and your heart and blood, sweat, and tears I live that every day. And well, no, when I worked, oh, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, yeah, that, I mean, I, I totally hear what you're saying. You know, when you have those role models, um, it really sets the tone. For sure. And really, you know, for my immigrant parents, their hope and vision for coming to this country and land of opportunity was to give us their kids an opportunity for something bigger and better Uh, and interestingly enough it was my father that was very much the entrepreneur and my mother who is very much the staid and true stable career (laughs) uh, uh, desires for me so she wanted me to be a doctor or an attorney but my father secretly (laughs) I think, and not so secretly, continued to support and fuel my desires to be a creator. So my love of food has always been strong, obviously with my father as a chef and growing up in the restaurant industry. 
and wanting to be an entrepreneur was something that I had from day one. I had all hosts of crazy little business ideas that I started on the playground as early as you know, kindergarten that led me down this path of wanting to dream bigger. Um, but ultimately, I knew that to start my own business, uh, it would serve me well to work for someone else first. And that's where I, and how I landed at Quaker Roads working in brand management. And that's where I cut my teeth for the first four years and really learned how to manage a food brand on a gigantic scale. Uh, and that's where I really took those learnings to then start my own company when I moved to Seattle about 12 years ago. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's so cool. And I'm kind of curious about how you went from a restaurant to working in food manufacturing to doing a food tour. How did you realize that there was a hole in the market and how did you differentiate and make Savor Seattle stand out? That's a great question. Uh, so I've always loved food and I could see what the power of food could do to bring people together and create a community. And for someone uh, like myself, who was a transplant to Seattle and knew no one at that time, 12 years ago, uh, and still has this very, very strong love of all things food, uh, I thought, gosh, wouldn't it be amazing if I could create a business that did bring people together over a common meal uh, and showcase this incredible city? I thought back to you know, my, my roots with parents that really loved what they did and they were in the business every day, but they came from a time when simply making great food was enough uh, to bring people in through the doors. Today, especially here in Seattle, great restaurants are a dime a dozen and it's just not enough. That's you need more to help promote your businesses and get people and customers in the door. Simultaneously, I feel like as a guest or a diner, you're always seeking that connection. You want to know more today about the people who are in those kitchens making that food, and you want to hear their stories. Why are they doing what they're doing? What is so special about the meat or the produce that's in the food that you're eating at the table? And we still seek that that direct connection behind that closed door. So I thought, gosh, there seems like there's an opportunity there to, on the business side, help restaurateurs and food artisans. But then on the other side, create a really great, fun, foodie experience for customers and transplants like me who are very excited to check out the Seattle food scene. Yeah, I, I I agree that the it there is amazing food here in in the city. It's it's just staggering for me when I think about it. And wow, you know, yummy, <laughs> especially if you love the fresh seafood, right? And all the other things that we have farm to table. So, um, and then you're you're watching your pink umbrellas when you're downtown is wonderful. So. I'm going to ask you another question about sort of the nuts and bolts uh, when you're setting up your company, especially your, the team, and then taking on that leadership role, which was, you know, obviously different than when you were at Quaker Oats because you were, 
you know, you, you reported up to other people. And so here you were managing a whole team. And how has it evolved over the last decade? Yeah, so when I first started Saber, we were a one-woman shop, so I was leading the tours myself. We started with our signature Pike Place Market food and cultural tour, which today is still half of our business. Uh, And so I was leading tours by day, squeezing in phone calls and emails and business things uh, in between the cracks, and so I did that for the first seven months and then hired my first tour guide, and from there, slowly build the team uh, over time. So between hiring guides and then people working in the office, um, we grew it organically at the same rate as the business was growing. And ultimately, I knew that my strength was definitely not in leading the tours. So my goal was to exit that day-to-day function as quickly as I could and let my capable team who are amazing at it really shine in that capacity. So I stepped out of active tour guiding at about three and a half years into the company. And now I focus my time on the bigger picture and the strategy and the growth uh, that we would like to see in the coming years and how we're going to get there. One of the books that I've read uh, as an entrepreneur that I would highly recommend is a book called Heart, Smarts, Guts, and Luck, What It Takes to Be an Entrepreneur and Build a Great Business. It is a very quick read. It distills down these four attributes, heart, smarts, guts, and luck, that are key to an entrepreneur's success, but helps you identify which of those four are your strong points and which ones are your weak points and thus what time and places in your business that you're most effective. And I realized for me, I lead with a lot of heart and guts. And so I'm a really great inspirational leader and motivator. So very important at the very start of a business. Uh, and then I realized that what I'm not so good at, I needed to hire great people to f- complement um, each other and myself. And that's really how I've built a team over time. Um, and now I know, you know where I belong and where I should step away and let my team do their best work. That sounds like a really helpful book. We'll be sure to link that in the show notes in case that helps any other budding entrepreneurs out there. And that's so cool that that you were able to step into this role and figure out where you fit in the company and how you best serve the company. And I checked and I noticed that Savor Seattle Food Tours has a number one ranking on Yelp and a five-star average on TripAdvisor. And that's amazing. So how have you grown and pivoted to get your business to such a universal success? And looking to the future, where do you see Saver Seattle Food Tours in the next three to five years? You know, I really think that the proof is always in the pudding. And if you put yourself in the shoes of your customer, uh, you're going to make the right decisions and make sure that you have a really great product or experience or service. And so with our reviews and ratings, 
I mean, they're direct from the customer, and we take those reviews really seriously. When I first started Saver, I hand-wrote thank-you cards to every single guest who came on a Saver tour for the first year and a half. I think I got carpal tunnel. (laughs) (laughs) It was worth it to me because I didn't want people to walk away from a quote-unquote tour experience feeling like they were just another tour attendee. They were a real person, their real name, and they spent good money to spend quality time here in Seattle with us. And so that is still the mindset that we approach every single customer review. So we we respond to every single review on every platform that we're able to. Uh, Yelp doesn't allow that, but TripAdvisor does. So positive or constructive, we always reply. Uh, And I think that's really what it's about, is you want to take care of your customers, show them your appreciation, listen what they're telling you because they took the time to share that. Um, So I think that focus on the customer will always be uh, one of the most important driving forces for our continued uh, growth in this space. You asked about what is in the plan for three to five years from now. The future of travel is in the younger generation. The big scary M word millennials <laughs> they they are the future of travel so when we think about how we are setting ourselves up to be relevant to millennials how they want to experience food when they're traveling or even you know as a local they want flexibility a curated expert uh, approach but they still want choice in the experience. Uh, But really, it's about on-demand, doing it whenever they want, (laughs) and uh, that means technology has to play a role in this food-eating experience. So, like, how do you make that happen? So um, our goal and vision for bringing that together is leveraging uh, these self guided tasting passports. So if you Mm. go to uh, the Apple Store, the Android Store, you can um, download the Saver Seattle app. And within those apps, you can purchase uh, two passports for Seattle, one that's called the Seattle Wine Passport and one that's called the Seattle Food Passport. So think of them as almost like class pass, but for food and wine. So you spend a one-time fixed price, and then you get access to 20 to 25 different wineries and food establishments within the greater Seattle area. And then you get to choose. You get to choose the 10 locations that you want to have tastings at out of that 25, and then you just show up. You show them your phone, hit redeem, and then a tasting is brought to you. And you have a year to use all your tastings. So it's not a rush. It's not timed. You can go at your leisure, have a few wine tastings today, have a few food bites tomorrow. There's really no need to, you know, put it into just a two-hour time frame like we do with our guided tours. We think this flexibility and this digital experience is what's next for experiencing food. 
That's so awesome. I think that's a really great idea to make it so flexible and, you know, people can just do, like, buy, taste the things that they want to taste whenever they want to. That's that's really awesome that it's so flexible. And I really love what you were saying earlier about how you built this, such a personal relationship with your with each of your customers. I think that's really amazing to keep it really personal and 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 unique makes everyone feel special like they have a special part in the whole Saver Seattle food tour yeah I think it's brilliant I mean first maintain uh, developing those relationships which is so important mm-hmm. but also I, I love this the app I mean everything right there at your fingertips and then you don't have to carry some stinking card around with you it's all <laughs> in the app and you can do it at your convenience and um, if something changes unexpectedly, then it's like it's no big deal. Just do it the next week. Yeah, that's great. Well, Angela, um, this is inspiring. And I love that you've been able to follow your passion and build such a thriving business uh, and one that's very forward thinking. And I I would love to hear your advice. Uh, And the book was great. Uh, That's uh, definitely something I'm going to be picking up. But what other advice do you have for young women and uh, people who want to pursue a passion, uh, pursue their passion and, and become an entrepreneur? Sure. Um, I would say a few things. First, the hardest part is always going to be in the leap of faith, that jump. You're at the edge and you're looking down over that cliff. That is the point that 99% of people stand at and never step over. You want to be part of that one person, the one that takes that leap of faith and does it. Otherwise, you're going to be a window shopper forever and wonder <laughs> what's the other side look like. That's the hardest part. And once you do it and you make that jump, I can tell you that when I gave notice at Quaker Oats that day, I felt like a weight had been lifted off my shoulders. And I didn't even know exactly what I was starting at that time. And then the idea I even thought of then is completely different than what I ultimately started. So I'd say acknowledge and know that that jump is hard, but be part of the 1% that makes that jump. I would say the other piece of advice I have is to know that anything that's worth doing is going to be hard. It doesn't come easy. And I look back on this journey of 12 years of building this company and getting to it to where it is today and now looking ahead to where I would like to see it go. Um, if it were easy, everybody would be doing it. <laughs> the success rate wouldn't be just 50%. Um, so know that you're stepping into some difficult choices, which for me included giving up friendships, not starting a family until I felt like my first baby, this business, was going to be sustainable and thrive and actually support real human babies. Uh, And sleep is non-existent and really it is everything in your fiber of your being (laughs) if you want it to be successful. I like the sleep is non-existent. <laughs> definitely, anyway. <laughs> definitely finding balance when you're uh, an entrepreneur and uh, starting your own company is uh, 
is uh, one of those uh, those challenges that you have to work through. Um, so, oh my goodness. Well, Angela, this has been such, I'm going to say, delectable conversation. <laughs> Are you hungry yet? Is yeah. it lunchtime? <laughs> well, yeah, it's actually almost lunchtime for us, right? And uh, and and if I was in downtown Seattle, I could I could look and look for and follow the pink umbrella. For sure. Yeah, keep your eyes peeled. So um, I'm, I'd like to share with our amazing audience uh, the Savor Seattle Food Tours website, which is www.saverseattletours.com. And Angela has also generously allowed us to share one of their videos, um, and the link is, and it's, it's going to be included in our show notes. So um, please watch the video. It's a lot. Of, it's a real quick, fun watch. And finally, thank you to everyone who joined us today. Thank you, Angela. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you, Amanda, for having me today. Absolutely. It's been such a pleasure. Um, for our audience, please chime off um, in the comment section. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And if you have a question or would like to suggest topics for discussion, please email us at jointheconversation at petitequeen.com. And if you want to stay informed on all of our upcoming podcasts and articles, sign up for our Practical Wisdoms newsletter, and you'll get the information before anybody else. Thanks for listening.